We all live in a better submarine. <laughs> uh, had sex with it at 14. Oh, better no. submarine. We all live in a better submarine. Had it specially outfitted to fit Stephen Hawking. <laughs> you guys like that one? Check that out. Yeah. Oh, you're like a you're like a little rapper. I'm a li- I'm a little rapper. That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I've th- so I've had yellow submarines stuck in my head all day. That really gets in there. Yeah, we got a contract today though. So congratulations, praise yes. Anchor Brewing Company. Well, we haven't voted on it, but uh, the first craft beer contract. With a union in the U.S., the company I I own, Anchor Brewing Company, <laughs> has signed it with the ILWU. Are you so stoked? I am extremely stoked. Yeah, I'm getting like a if we if we ratify it, I'm getting like a uh, four dollar raise. That's awesome. Fantastic. Congratulations, Lar- I, long hard fought mm-hmm. win over here. I know, almost exactly two years. Jesus. But whatever. Once first domino falls, it'll be just, just like in Southeast Asia. One <laughs> domino falls, the next domino falls. Next thing you know, Khmer Rouge. That's right, baby. Um, yeah, I am so... I haven't seen you in so long. It feels like it. Wait, no, yeah. we did just hang out. We did just hang out, yeah. But I haven't seen you with uh, what I like to see you, which is with a spit screen covering your face <laughs> in front of the microphone. Um, yeah. Guys, hello. It's been a minute, it feels like, and I feel terrible about that. But to be honest, one, we really had no idea we were going to be doing this. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. two, it was the holidays. So we're trying to figure out, like, a better schedule, right? Yeah, and once this whole Hanukkah business calms down, because <laughs> uh, it, se- it seems like Hanukkah starts right after Halloween now. It's crazy. There's, like, no time in between. Uh, yeah, once this whole, once that, the holidays are over and done with, I will be, uh, going nowhere. I'm still going pretty much nowhere. Yeah, I don't have anything, I don't think I have anything planned. But our schedule will regularize, <laughs> look at that, messed up, but good save. Regularize <laughs> itself once these, uh, these wretched months are over. Yeah. Um, so I would straight up love to see Chasen Buttigieg's fucking dick. <laughs> Yeah, I would give, I would fucking, I would, I can't, I can't say. You want, he can't Instagram live it, so you probably never see he it. You can't? No, you can't Instagram live that. You can absolutely Instagram live that. No. My Instagram is uh, Bees D's <laughs> no. 68. I don't, he seems like a man who has extreme brand loyalty. Like, he seems like someone who has a very strong opinion about whether or not he should take Uber or Lyft. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When it's like. Of all the things to care about, like, yeah. you fucking suck. By the way, don't have an opinion about Uber or Lyft. The just same take fuck- Lime scooters just- everywhere. That's what Liz does. <laughs> just who, like, who cares? I hate people that have opinions about these things. Well, they think Lyft is better because it's, like, less... Uber, yeah. I gotta hey, say... newsflash. Uber you know who's, like, a majority uh, fucking investor in Lyft? Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel? Yes. Oh, must be. All right. So t- let me tell you. All you uh, the the motley fools out there, <laughs> put your money in Lyft. Because if <laughs> Teal's on the scent, that little hound dog, that little piggy could snuffle up a truffle anywhere. So, uh, yeah. Uber, done. Lyft, on the way up. Uh, remember when Lyft started and had the pink mustaches? I remember I had a girlfriend at the time who got Lyft. She was an early adopter, and I was a heroin addict at the time. Uh, very bad. I also started doing meth as well. And we got in a Lyft one time, and I was all fucked up. 
And at that time, I just had like, because I couldn't leave my shit in the house, I had like 60 needles in my pocket. <laughs> and uh, it was like an army jacket. And the lift driver fist bumped me. And like you had, if, and I asked him, oh, I was like, they, they why are you doing that? this? He was required. Yeah. yeah. Also, you couldn't pay them. It was a suggested donation. But they could rate That's you right. if you didn't give them the right donation. Like that was so. It's like a way around the law. God, so, such a they could just like company. rate you bad. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm just gonna. What I would do at the time actually is fucked up. I would take cabs and then just jump out. <laughs> oh, you were high. Yeah, I was high. Um, I had a friend who was European who refused to take lift because he said he would never get in a car with a with a mustache. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not getting in the mustache car. Uh, typical European Turk phobia. <laughs> Yeah. What if they had like trad lift? It was just the trad stash. Are you talking about the Hitler one? No. (laughs) Uh, What's the trad stash? No, you know how all the trad boys have mustaches. I don't know what they look like. (laughs) (laughs) They do? I don't know. It's a thing. Okay. I think it's on its way out. Yeah. I have a handlebar mustache, so Chase and Buttigieg can grab me by it while I suck his dick. (laughs) You can bleep that part out. Um, hello. <laughs> what? I'm I'm doing a goblin thing today. Uh, hello, Liz. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back, Brace. I know it is it is fantastic, fan flipping tastic to see you again, Liz. We just did. Oh, hi, hello. I'm Liz. I'm Brace. We are joined by producer, the youngest Chomsky, young Chomps Chomsky, who is, as we've uh, learned recently. Friends with Jeffrey Epstein. This Chomsky, <laughs> however, is not. No. Um, and this is uh, Trudon. Welcome. Whatever. We're back. Mm-hmm. Feels Here like, to stay. Feels like we've been out for a minute. Yeah. I've been out in the wilderness. Uh, Brace and I did our first Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Which... It, oh, because by the way, young Chomsky has been out of town. Boo. Mm-hmm. Lame. Uh, which is why we haven't been able to record. So sorry, guys. We're not trying. We we wanted to record, but we couldn't. But now we're gonna record extra special stuff. I gotta say, it does not help that our producer works at McKinsey and is sent <laughs> to Southeast Asia, <laughs> and then something called the pair, the French Connection, and it's weird. But yeah, it's all a little. We don't know how to record. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So we could barely figure out how to do Twitch. It took me three days to figure out how to do the Twitch. <laughs> but don't worry, we are not classic gamers. We played a game that I downloaded that I believe gave me a virus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it had, was awful. You had some slurs in it. Did not. Yeah, did not know those were going to happen. But we are going to play part two <laughs> at some point. So keep we'll your see, eyes peeled we'll for see. that. Um, we did get called multiple times. Uh, we we were called a slur. We were called boomers. Yeah. Which I have to say, I'm not a boomer. Liz is 53 years old, dude. <laughs> that is straight Gen X territory. Um, I'm not a boomer. You're a boomer. So shut the fuck up. And also, Classic. sorry, I don't know shit about nerd shit because I'm not a nerd. So shut the fuck up, nerd. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I'm on your side, fellas. Brace. Not about the boomer stuff, but you know, gaming, etc. Whatever. I love. Yeah, to, heavy on the etc. Yeah, 
Took you three days to figure this one Did out, Did take genius. me three days to figure that out, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Back to the show. Um, what are we talking about today? Oh, we have a lot we, of stuff to talk about because yeah, it's we, been a minute. Yes. We actually, to be clear, let me set this up. We have a two-parter episode. Mm. Z- episodes? Mm. It's not, it's, yeah. With a Z. With a Z. We are talking about, well, we're going to talk about this later. We got some other stuff to open up with. But we're going to be talking about one of the finest pieces <laughs> of shit ever dumped out of the ass of God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ghislaine Maxwell. Yes, the lady Ghislaine herself. Yeah, we, there are some questions a lot of you have about her, and we will answer them. We'll allegedly answer them. I will actually probably ask more questions than we answer. <laughs> but we have some stuff that has been very underreported or non-reported, and we'd like to tell you about it. Yeah, so we're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, Brace, you just mentioned McKinsey. Have you been reading about the Mayor Pete stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, I'm not joking when I say this, that Pete Buttigieg... I don't know if he's like actually literally like goes into the, to Langley and the CIA office and gets mm. his paycheck from them, but he absolutely is like a stringer for the fucking agency. So I just want to say I've been saying this for like a fucking year. Yeah. And yeah. people laugh at me and still people laugh at me. Keep laughing at her. You know what though? You're not going to be laughing when he's president, Mayor Pete. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the first mayoral president. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he was so... It Not came, our first spook president, He released though. his client list today, and believe me, I, fellas, I've released a couple of client oh lists, too. And it's never a pretty day when you do that. Uh, so, and he worked for Loblaws. <laughs> Loblaws, in, Loblaws. I did not know that that was a real thing. I, Loblaws, Loblog, in uh, the, the supermarket chain owned by Bob Loblaw. <laughs> uh, you know what's uh, so crazy, though, is that so before he released the client list, mm-hmm. there was all these um, little Canadians, shout out to the Canadians, who were, when they saw that he had been consulting for unnamed grocery, yeah. whatever, the little Canadian uh, gumshoes mm-hmm. pieced together. They said, oh, McKinsey, which, you know, scum of the earth, a consulting firm, they obviously had their hands in bread price fixing. Yes. And they had already put it together, and then his campaign confirmed today that it was indeed blah, blah, blahs, blah, blahs, do you know? Blah, do you know how, so when blahs had to, like, <laughs> settle, basically, they, they just offered every customer who had ever brought, bought bread there $25 gift card? Seriously? Yeah. They, Wait, can you explain uh, what happened? Yeah. So from what I gather from my like sort of cursory research on this, because I am Because we're not fucking Canadian. And I'm, you know, that I don't eat bread. Uh, <laughs> I'm a zoodles kind of guy. Just fucking kidding. <laughs> eat a loaf a day. Uh, so they were basically adding an extra $1.50 into bread prices uh, and, and all sort of breaded products. Donuts, muffins, English muffins, mm. breads, etc., uh, and ripping off the consumers that way. Yeah, it's uh, it was basically what you call price fixing. Yeah, which shouldn't be illegal. Uh, pretty sure it's quasi legal. Yeah, aka not really legal. Yeah, um, infinite loopholes. That that's why you hire a firm like McKinsey to find those loopholes to then squeeze profits mm-hmm. and screw every day people yeah here's the thing i don't care what pete Buttigieg. actually i do care what pete Buttigieg did at mckinsey because it's funny can we just call him mayor pete i just yeah, really hate his but last name I, I i he should be arrested for being in the navy 
Yeah, like, well, I that's mean, well, there's, a, yeah, naval it, intelligence. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, any part. What's funny is that, okay, so I, I said something about this on Twitter, though, is that, like, clearly they're not worried about this part coming out. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let, let's look at the other clients. There was what? Uh, Department of Defense? Yeah, the Department of Defense. And he had listed that some of his work was consulting in Iraq and Afghanistan on entrepreneurial activities? So the main entrepreneurial activity in Afghanistan, and I'm not kidding here, is opium farming. Yeah. And as a former uh, member of that trade on the client end, uh, <laughs> I got to say, it is lucrative. I mean, they're, they're like it is actually like one of the main cash crops there. And mm. they do not, I, I mean, it, it, when I actually- I mean, they like burn down villages in order to like- Conti- like yeah, continue it. Yeah. Ironically, now that the Taliban are like within the year going to be back in control of, yeah. uh, of Afghanistan, that will probably change because when the Taliban was in charge of it before, uh, the opium farming there was like forbidden, and right. like, people actually didn't do it. Now, I mean, you, there's you know the infamous pictures of troops walking through the uh, the poppy fields. Oh my right. god! Straight up, almost joined. Special Forces Green Stop Berets it. when I saw those pictures. Uh, yeah, so a lot of questions about Mayor Pete, but what's even better about that is that this is all coming out of basically like the war of the consultants between him and Elizabeth Warren, uh-huh. which is hilarious. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, this is... This like, is They're like dueling. Yeah, well, I mean, third place, someone's got to get bronze. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Warren and Buttigieg are like going after each other on this kind of shit. And now, now Buttigieg is hitting back with, or his team is hitting back with, but Warren actually hired McKinsey. Yeah. Well, did she? Yeah, when she was at Harvard. That, oh, oh, Spent that's like a million right. dollars that. telling right, them right, to right. do a bunch of bullshit. To like screw a bunch of people. I don't fucking care. If you go to Harvard, you're as bad as Warren is. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because no, not a lot of attention has been paid to Elizabeth Warren's like consulting and and even like you know it's we were just talking about this before we started recording that like no one everyone's just like oh she just did bankruptcy law and they somehow that sounds like really just like man it's just boring it's like not a really interesting part of the law and it has nothing to do with anything yeah it's non-ideological blah 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 blah. and it's like uh let's uh just pause that for a second because you know what was what is the what is the crux of bankruptcy law? It, it is to protect corporate, particularly you know as it was coming into its you know uh, you know it's being fully realized the extent of its power in the mid to late eighties during the Reagan administration with like a basically a scourge of class action suits. Well, no, it was there to protect massive corporations and their shareholders from. Losing out on you know on these suits and customer complaints. Yeah. So it's literally literally her her it's a way entire to get out of academic it. career is in protecting corporations from liability. Yeah. Um, and so when you see this list of clients that she's put out, <laughs> I mean it's like ghoulish. I mean yeah. we I, I I don't I mean I knew about it. I don't know how many people knew about her work with uh, Dow Chemical. Mm-hmm. Which was, of course, about um, we call them the national patriotic bourgeoisie. Yeah, uh, you know, asbestos cases, cases of silicon implants Whoa. with women Hold that up. needed to be. Um, Hold up! Yeah, hell yeah! No, no, I mean it's really awful stuff. Like, just to get serious for a minute, yeah. it's like really awful stuff. And she was consulting these companies on protecting them against these class action suits where women. 
were, you know... Harmed. Absolutely. You were talking earlier about an IUD. Oh, my God. So that was another thing that came out. I I hadn't heard about this, and then I started looking into it. I mean, I hadn't heard about her work with this. But this is with the infamous, at least if you're a woman, but I'm sure a lot of our young male listeners have no fucking clue about this, um, the Dalcon Shield, which was introduced in the late 70s, mm. uh, is this company, A.H. Robbins, I think is the name. I have to look. Robbins? Robinsons? Robbins? Something like that. Um, and the Dalcon Shield was an IUD, which is, you know, an intrauterine device, mm-hmm. which is a type of birth control. I got one of those. Mm. And uh, basically, it was, uh, oh my God, it, it was so awful. I mean, it was causing... Almost immediately upon insertion, causing massive uh, amounts of cases of pelvic inflammatory disorder, sepsis, sepsis, death, uh, sterilization, infertility. I mean, it was a fucking health crisis. I mean, it was a massive health crisis just in the United States. And when the company, uh, base, and it was like it, it was only introduced for like two or three years, uh, I, I believe, and it was pulled off the shelves. You know, proverbially speaking. And when the company found out that you know it was losing all, it was going to lose all this money because it couldn't be in the United States. Yeah, um, it started as quickly as it could before it had to file for bankruptcy. As quickly as it could, it started sh- uh, shipping this stuff off and and develop, uh, setting up these contracts with uh, third world countries. So, oh, so hmm. you know they sent out you know hundreds of thousands of these things, if not millions. To women all throughout Africa, India, the Philippines, Malaysia, Eastern Asia, Australia. And there are, uh, I mean, the numbers of women that, you know, died, that were sterilized. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, they sent these devices n- not sterilized. Like, yeah. they were not clean. So they, they would just put them in the box and ship them out to Yes, Manila. and they instructed doctors to dip them in bleach before inserting them into women. Ooh, what, does she work for the fucking Gates Foundation? So, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a really horrific case. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really confused that we don't really know what her work with, was with, with this company. It says that she, or she says that she... Um, consulted with an, a, quote, international women's group, which was tasked with informing victims outside of the United States of their right to compensation. Now, to me, you know, I'm not a dumb person, and I don't think any of our listeners are dumb people, but that sounds like a whole lot of spin because I know what, quote, unquote, international women's organizations are like, what NGOs are like, and mm-hmm. what nonprofits are like, particularly around birth control and the third world. And I also know what, how much lawyers love to inform victims yes. of their right to compensation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm a little confused and you know, not to pull this card, but as a woman, mm-hmm. if Miss Elizabeth Warren is going to pull that card, I'm going to pull it back and shove it right in her fucking face. As a woman, why no journalists have any questions for the Warren campaign about her fucking work for some of the worst companies that have done, you know, unspeakable harm, not just to women, but to people throughout the globe. I mean, this is practically femicide. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, it is. yeah. It is. It really is. Um, 
you know, I, I don't, I, I really don't understand the kind of like journalistic blackout here. I mean, I do understand it because well, I'm not no, fucking stupid. The, the, the but... focus of the story has been she was only making $60,000 a year okay, consulting. First of all, women are underpaid. Yeah, I got to give props to the Warren Comms team because yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, genius. First of all, okay, no. That was her, just from her consulting. She took in $2 million in just consulting, yeah. right? She had a salary during that time. She doesn't make $60,000 a year, you fucking dorks. She was the third highest paid, I believe, third highest paid professor at fucking Harvard. She has a net worth right now of $12 million. You don't get that, um, let's say, racking up the dime, counting pennies. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I think that people seem to think that she is just like hard scrabble, just trying to do the good thing in a corrupt system. It's like, but your good thing that you did was protect massive corporations from liability at the expense of working people who had been harmed and or killed. Yeah. Like you're literally a shit, a shit person. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, I'm not going to say that because I don't know what's in her heart and I don't even care. You're a careerist and your entire career speaks for that. It's why you were able to be a Republican, but apolitical, then a Democrat, then God knows what now. What she is is a, yeah, what she is is going to fucking prison when Bernie Sanders becomes president of the United States of America. <sighs> yeah, I I just don't, whatever, this is not what our podcast is about, but you know, uh, you know, Bernie people, sit back, relax, let them fight, let them have at it. Mm-hmm. Pete, Mayor Pete and Elizabeth Warren have way more in common with each other than Elizabeth Warren has in common with Bernie Sanders, and just keep that in mind. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the law, Liz. The law? The Floridian law. Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay, so now we're getting into news. Yeah. Newsflash. I don't know. That was not good. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the goblins coming back. (laughs) There we go. It's like. What is that? That's my Danny Trejo impression. Do you know um, that he has taco places in LA? I do. Okay. Um, They're kind of like a food court situation. Okay. Well, that's a good situation. Um, okay, so a little bit of news, Bryce. Yeah, so we're talking, we're heading down to Florida, baby. Mm. Uh, so what is a what is going on down there? <laughs> um, so the Palm Beach Post. Mm-hmm which is the paper down in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh had been tr- working or uh, filing a lawsuit trying to get the grand jury uh indictment unsealed. Yes. Or the transcripts, I th- I believe, un- unsealed. So this is from the 2008 uh case. Yeah. In Florida. And so they were trying to get the uh basically the transcript of the grand jury Testimony and yeah. and I think I think that was in 2006 that the testimony okay happened. excuse yeah. me sorry guys well, that's all right I mean the whole case took the two years so um but they were trying to get it unsealed and a Florida court ruled that they they weren't going to do it 
Yeah. Mm. So according to the Palm Beach Post, these documents would reveal why jurors ignored the findings of a damning, I can't believe they swear on this thing, Palm Beach police (laughs) investigation and charged the politically connected financier only with solicitation of prostitution, even though Epstein's accusers were young teens. So they're saying that Floridian law, uh, Floridian law, Floridian law. It's a special kind of law. Uh, it would it, it actually prevents grand jury testimony from being revealed. It's secret, secret stuff. I think that's just uh, just across the board. Yeah, I think so. It's funny. Um, the governor ha- ordered like uh, that the DeSantis. prosecution. Look into this case. Yeah, yeah. Ron DeSantis. I'm sure remember? that he has, yeah, he really gives a fuck. Yeah, I mean, all these people are just saving face. Yeah. Um, and he also said that he wants the transcript, but he hasn't said, like, what, I don't know, I wonder if that's, like, a Bill Barr situation of, oh, I want to see the tapes, This too. is all just a smokescreen. Nobody wants to see it. But, yeah, so this is what the, the judge said, the public has no legal right to learn what happened when a grand jury allowed Jeffrey Epstein to escape child molestation charges in connection with allegations that he sexually abused dozens of teens at his Palm Beach mansion. Yeah, so here's, uh, we knew this already, but it says the paper's investigation revealed that while more than a dozen girls told police that they had been molested by Epstein, only a 14-year-old girl was called to testify before the grand jury. So of the, I think it was about 70 victims that they identified, mm. about 50 the police interviewed, a single one was called uh, up in front of the grand jury. Further, those familiar with the closed-door hearing said Christian's lead prosecutor, that's the prosecution, undermined the girl's credibility by quizzing her about her MySpace pages in which she mentioned drinking and hanging out with boys, Mm. sources said. She had told police a naked Epstein had fondled her during a quote-unquote massage at his Palm Beach mansion. Right. So they don't want this to get out because they're going to realize that this jury- This whole thing was- was Total farce. Yeah. Which we know. Like, it's it's, this isn't like we're going to find out that this was bullshit. Like, we know- it was bullshit. Yeah. The whole Florida I fucking debacle the, was. The thing that I didn't realize was that the case, that it was like a shit case that they presented from the beginning. Yeah. They did that on purpose. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah. And it makes way more sense than just like the hand of, you know, the AG like coming in and, and exactly fucking things up. Yeah. This but, wasn't just like a Costa. Right. 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 This was all of them in on this. Yeah. So that's really, um, that's not good. That's really upsetting to hear. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing preventing you, dear listener, from going <laughs> and getting those papers yourself, <laughs> except from frail old men who would crumble at your very touch. <laughs> well, speaking of frail old men. Don't do this to me. No. <laughs> um, there's a new dating app. <laughs> I know. You Listen, like me and Marsha, one of the genetically perfect women... <laughs> <laughs> that I'm breeding with right now did meet on a dating app that showed that we both have very low. If we breed, you both we will, have low T. Our, well, first of all, have <laughs> we'll, we'll have a low T child, but that child will not be lactose intolerant. We will break the cycle that our my people and Marsha's people, Marsha Steinbaum's people, have <laughs> suffered for four thousand years, unable to eat dairy without getting a stomach ache or taking lacto. But yeah, no, there's a dating app out, right? Yeah, so just, I mean, there's lots of dating apps out, but this one is 
quite peculiar. And none of our listeners could qualify for it. (laughs) Well, not just because of how strange it is, but also because it is by, uh, or one of the men behind it is a man named George Church, Mm -hmm. who has quite the connection with Mr. Epstein. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly does. So, you know how Epstein funded, like, every fucking scientist in America who... Mm. Of well, all, the, all the crazy ones. All the, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say I was being hyperbolic there because I dislike science. Mm, same. Um, I'm a little Sankoist. But uh, yeah, so this guy, George Church, who is at Harvard Medical School, a geneticist, as that might, might surprise you to learn. Yeah, evolutionary biologist, ooh, geneticist, ooh, you know, cream of the crop. Yes. Uh, Big a, brain boys. A cringe field. Yes. Uh, <laughs> He created a dating app that would match people who had, like, similar DNA, and it basically is, like, if you two people fuck, like, you should only you should only mate with people that when you have a kid together, that kid won't have, like, small Dickinson's disease, <laughs> which I do not suffer from. Yeah. In fact, I am a carrier. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, it's about basically, like, genetic dating. Which should creep you out. Like, yeah. if you feel uncomfortable hearing this, you're right. Yeah, it's basically, it's a, it's like a soft eugenics. Yeah, and it's he... Maybe not a soft one. Maybe it's a hard one. Yeah, well, it's very Gattaca. stay away from the soft, hard stuff. <laughs> yeah, very Gattaca. Um, maybe Which it's Gattaca? called, like, Eugenly. Eugen- that'd be so great. <laughs> the little, like, whoop. Yeah, or just U-G-N-X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, this is so he he got money from Epstein, of course, and was basically like like ninety percent of the rest of these scientists was like, well, you know, sometimes bad people inadvertently do good things. Him giving me money was good. He said that he had nerd tunnel vision when it came to Epstein. So the the light at the end of that nerd tunnel is an anime girl with her breasts. <laughs> he is super creepy. Okay, so before we get into him, let's talk a little bit about this app. So, um. It basically, yeah, so I don't totally understand it. You would kind of fill out your genetic profile? I believe so. You'd probably send a sample. Oh, of course. I mean, they I would, would have to map your genome. Exactly. And then they basically match you. Yeah. Or no, they don't match you to people because he said that would be too creepy. Yeah. What they do is tell you if the person that you like is a bad genetic match. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see this going down a weird racial route. Very easily. Yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, yeah. any route gen- I see this genetics taking is a Genetics in general weird is a very problematic field. Here's the thing. If you're really into genetics, you're like halfway to being a Nazi whether you know it or not. Um, yeah, yeah. No, so, no. Seriously. And the dating app thing, I don't like it. Here's all. Here's the other thing that, that's not reported any of this because reporters can't say this kind of stuff. But I can tell you with almost 100% alleged certainty that uh, – when you send these people your genetic samples, they are taking them and using them for stuff. Like that is for testing. And yeah, stuff? like I'm yeah. sorry, these it's also scientists going straight into a cop database. Yeah, that Just too. FYI, but here's the thing: is like uh, these geneticists are not interested in having you mate with somebody. These guys hate sex. They're like, they're oh well, actually that's not true. They're obsessed with sex, but these guys like hate you having sex. Let mm. me put it that way. Uh, what they are interested in is basically taking your genetic material and experimenting on it. So they are like, they're not doing this dating app because they want to do a startup or whatever. They're doing it to steal your fucking, your very essence. Um, so yeah, I mean, that is, 
absolutely true. But yeah, it 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 seems to be. I don't. I, I you'd have to be really horny to use this. I'm sorry. Uh, this guy is. Yeah, he says, imagine Gattaca meets Romeo and Juliet with gene-crossed lovers who want to be together despite their genetic incompatibility. And then one kills themselves at the end. Yeah, that way you never have to have the heart-rending problem of saying, here are two people who are in love and they learn they're incompatible and then they split up. Everybody knows they split up because they're both carriers. That's unnecessary emotional harm and stigmatization. I'm sorry, what? What the fuck is he talking about? Are you talking about being a redhead? <laughs> the thing is, is I mean, you know, first of all, when does this conversation happen? I when am I like, darling, uh, who's that fucking chick I like? Cruz. She's Penelope like, Cruz? Yeah, Penelope Cruz. I'm like, Penelope, I wanna like we have been smashing for fucking months now. I know you think that I'm the hottest man who's ever lived, but before we you know, smash for, for good. Yeah, for instance. Well, I'm just, I'm drawing from memory here, so it's saying me a sec. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, but uh, my grandfather had Alzheimer's, and it looks like your grandmother had Alzheimer's. I think that our kid might get Alzheimer's, so mm, I'm going to start dating uh, Mila Kunis. <laughs> that's like, is, is that what this, like, li- like is I that the situation that he's yeah, imagining Yeah, I don't know here? what, I, this is just I don't ridiculous. know women's genetics. no. And I don't think you should. This is a very don't find it out. Leave a little mystery there. If your partner has, if her your kid's gonna have fucked up Alzheimer's, fucking let it. I don't know. That's just the way life goes. Do not use this app. Yeah. So this is you know, um, you know, George Church is highly involved in all of the life extension research as well. Yeah, he's that's a, he's one a of the transhumanist, genes. right? Yeah, he's a transhumanist. That's one of the um, like. One of the genes they're trying to manipulate is basically aging. That's how they think they can do it. So that, and he said before, it's like imagine if you look and feel like a twenty-three year old, but you have the brain of a hundred and thirty year old. And it's like, well, damn. So we're like old. Like, <laughs> fuck. That's like an Irishman, basically. You'll just have that like. <laughs> didn't haven't seen it yet. It's great. I haven't had a four-hour block. Out. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. All cookies and lasagna. We can watch it. Absolutely. I'm like doesn't turn. Don't oh, really want to say. <laughs> feel like it's kind of a plus for you to keep saying that kind of stuff to me, Liz. Um, maybe you could not kind of uh say that kind of stuff. I'm gonna Gattaca your existence out of here. So I'm trying to end every sentence with a question, just like those kind of. Um. People. No, but seriously, it's what's crazy is it's not just basically like eliminating uh genetic carrier or carriers yeah in these kind of like mating uh tables or whatever they want to figure out which mm-hmm. by the way is creepy enough in general like yeah. we're already getting into some really really not like dy- it dystopia scary shit i have the opposite of a boner right now I'll tell yeah you that. yeah it's all the way inside <laughs> that's not what the opposite is it's a spiritual <laughs> thing still technically hard but uh uh no but it this is it it gets into actually gene augmentation yeah and this is where the really great and this is you know what they're doing in uh you know i mean there's a lot of reports that this is what they're doing in china you know the crispr initiatives Mm -hmm. and and that uh technology the quote-unquote designer babies that you hear about that Mm -hmm. maybe are maybe that's a little bit more sensational than what it actually is i don't know it's hard to say you never really know what is actually coming out of china or not yeah but just it's safe you know you should know that they're pouring almost all of their 
like university money into genetic research. Yeah, like all that stupid money that the universities have that like you don't have to pay for your healthcare is literally going to making big people's or rich people's dicks bigger and their babies hotter. Like that's actually literally what. Yeah, doing. this says at meetings, some involving groups of quote transhumanists interested in next steps for human evolution. Church, so George Church likes to show a slide on which he lists naturally occurring variants of around ten genes that, when people are born with them, confer extraordinary qualities or resistance to disease. One makes your bones so hard they'll break a surgical drill. I gotta say. So he's talking about like X Men. He is. Li- is that a gene that people have now? Yes, it's like basically like turning genes that we all have on. That's fucked up. Yeah, so we can become X Men. I don't want. I don't be like an this. No, They're I don't like any of this. just gonna make me do a hard. If I become an X Men, I guarantee you that my boss will just give me a harder job for the same amount of money. By the way, like anyone listening to this is like, oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know. It sounds okay. First of all, they're not talking about you. Yeah. Like. Like, poor Joe Schmo, you're not getting, you're not becoming X-Men. You're not going to be a better pipe fitter. You know who's becoming X-Men? Fucking Chase and Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. Mayor Pete will be X-Men, and that's fucking terrifying. Jeffrey Epstein. Exactly. These are, it's all these people. Pedophiles. Pedophile X-Men. Absolutely. That's what we're here's looking the at. Gene, here's the only gene that is turned on for them right now. It's the pedophile gene. Actually, is it nature that or is, nurture? Oof. I don't even want to. We're not even getting that. into that. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm is a in a freshman dorm room. Yeah. It's like those signs that say ped Xing. Yes. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing I think. Are you familiar with the church committee, Liz? <laughs> I feel like there should perhaps be another church committee. Yeah. Me, the boys, and a high powered automatic rifle. <laughs> yeah. It's Plus a, Mr. Church himself. That's just a committee straight against a wall. A little troika, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. There needs to be a fucking reckoning with these nerds. Uh, lab nerds assistants are, of the world. I always say this, but nerds, you know, I don't know why, but they all think they can, you know, we got to take back this great world from the nerds. Oh, my God. They run it. They do. They make all the movies. They make all these crazy science experiments. And mm-hmm. it's like, bring back bullying. My coworkers and I make like six, well, not anymore, but until today, we made sixteen fifty a fucking hour. And this dude has millions of dollars to literally just make, I'm trying to make a bone that can break a drill. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> dude, I'm literally trying to pay rent. Give me the money. Yeah, give me the money. Give me the, no, don't give Liz the money. She'll just spend it on perfumes, <laughs> the incense. Et Women be shopping. Women. Oh my god. Yeah, so speaking of shopping, uh, I believe I have uh, stumbled upon a picture that everyone has seen by the time this aired of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, friend of the show Harvey Weinstein, and former co-host Ghislaine Mm -hmm. Maxwell at Princess Beatrice's 18th birthday. 
And they are, Liz, can you describe them to me? So they are on some sort of mm, veranda. Yes, that's what I was going to say, veranda. They are on a veranda, <laughs> absolutely on a veranda. Uh, at a English, I'm assuming English countryside manch. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are becostumed. Yes. Uh, Mr. Harvey Weinstein is in a white tux. Mm-hmm. Well, black tux, but with, you know, in whites. Yes. Uh, this is Elaine actually... <laughs> looks awful. What? I, I'm sorry. I mean, this it... woman, first of all, she did not get the aging gene turned on because no. she is just ooh, melting ooh. into her. Her tits are slumping. Yeah. her They're shrugging. They're saying, yeah. ugh. I'm done they don't want to be body. there. No, no. They're like, oh, I'm ready for Princess Beatrice's 19th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, she's in some sort of sad, sheer paisley blouse which, with a... Some kind of camisole underneath. She looks like, like it's she, fucking 2004. She looks like she was working in an Appalachian fucking candle shop. No disrespect to my Appalachian. Yeah, it's there. quite unfortunate. And then she's wearing some kind of necklace that she bought at some, you know, tawdry gift shop mm-hmm. at some seaside resort. Yeah. Some kind of shell Moro on it. Moro Bay. Yeah, exactly. Just disgusting. And she's got a, you know, a, a tacky gold mask and some red ostrich plumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, smiling, grinning, like a fucking jack-o'-lantern. I'll tell you what, like a fucking pig. <laughs> uh, and Jeffrey, my man Jeff. <laughs> Excuse me. Address him by his rank. <laughs> he, uh, is that a Marine, a naval so, uniform or I, Marines? I got, you know, that I'm in the service. Mm. I, my friend Chris, who is a Marine, well, he's an ex-Marine, uh, texted me the day this came out. Is like, was Jeffrey Epstein in the Navy SEALs? <laughs> so it is a Navy SEAL. He said he I I I believe it's a Navy SEALs uniform. Okay, so it's a white Navy we're gonna it's say dress dress uniform. Yeah, white Navy SEAL dress uniform with many uh ribbons. Many ribbons. He's both got ribbons and he's actually wearing medals in the Soviet style. Do you know that you know how those like American or like Western uh army people wear like they have those bars with the little colors on them that mm. denote their medals? Uh, the Soviets, baller, would just wear the actual medal. So that's oh, why you nice. see those pictures of people with like 50 medals across their chest. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Epstein is imitating um, our forefathers there. Interesting. Yes. Huh. Could be a sign. Uh, I got to say that Jeff's posture is pretty good right here. I, I mean, he say looks classic. He, classic Jeff. So Harvey Weinstein's belly is going the way of Ghislaine. It might as well be Ghislaine Maxwell's third tit. It is sinking <laughs> so low. Harvey Weinstein is dressed like an Etten. Graduate, yeah, he eaten, eaten, yeah. He looks like he's been eaten a lot, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and strangely enough, he actually, I think, you know, he looks a bit quite smaller here than he does now. Yeah, well, he's doing the whole put on I'm frail bullshit because he's on trial. That's um, what they always. That's why he's wearing, walking around with a cane and shit. Yeah, so it's quite a strange. But no one had seen these. Uh, the uh, this is the quote from the Sun who leaked the photos. Uh, which, by the way, not a regular reader of the Sun. I just want people to know that. Mm. Not a fan. The evil trio are seen smiling in an astonishing image taken at Windsor Castle. I don't think this is Windsor Castle actually. It says Windsor Castle, but I'm not sure. Sun, um, not exactly the most reliable source. And then. There's a following photo of Andrew, Fergie, Beatrice, and is that Eugenie? That would be Eugenie. I gotta say, these bitches look fucked up. 
Yeah, not great jeans. What the fuck? These these chicks need crisper more than I'll tell you what. So, look at a picture of Prince Andrew's children. It's a lot of jaw. A lot of jaw. They're <laughs> big. They have you know how like chicks have cheekbones? I guess guys do too. But all chicks have cheekbones. Liz showing me hers right now. Uh these chicks have just like eight more bones. <laughs> In that part of their face. Every British person, it's because from all of the kind of like incest, yeah, they just grow more bones. Oh, definitely. so, okay, this is, so we are actually watching eugenics in action, Eugenies, in action. <laughs> and I got to say, I want to bring this up again, that I forget which one of these uh, royal thoughts was going to start a podcast Eugenie. about human trafficking. It was Eugenie. Well, honey, you missed your first shot at a big interview. Right there and then. Yeah. It's sort of like Andrew's neck grew into their chin. Yeah. And that's what he passed on to them. What is with these naval men? I don't know. Andrew, so, yeah, they're all, Epstein. she's all dressed in, they're dressed in some like Marie Antoinette esque, you know, outfit dresses. Uh, they say it was Victorian theme, but I gotta say, you know what's interesting? Yeah. Just for some conspiracy nuts. No age of consent in the Victorian times? Well, not that. Oh. But I will say that the three... Uh, let's back to this Weinstein, Epstein, and Gillian photo. Mm-hmm. Is that we've got a naval officer. Yep. A man in a tuxedo. Uh-huh. And a woman in a mask. The officer, the gentleman, and the tart. Now, what three... Things. What three characters does that remind you of? Is there a film where those three characters appear? Captain Corelli's mandolin. Perhaps you need to open up your eyes, Brace. Oh my lord, Liz! <laughs> so my eyes have been wide shut <laughs> for quite a while because I woke up at 5.30 a.m. to work at the factory. Today. But so you're saying that Epstein could be possibly alluding to the naval officer that, much like myself, fucks Nicole Kidman mm. in in the, the, the horrible nightmare fantasy of uh, Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut. That, that Weinstein himself is either, do you think he's Tom Cruise or do you think he's perhaps one of the other higher-ups? And Ghislaine Maxwell is one of the uh, bemasked maidens or maiden men's in that film. I'm not going to allege any of that, but I will say that it is quite peculiar. A little cosmic handshake right mm-hmm. there with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, there, I also have to say that. These photos look fucking weird to me. I see. This is where we're about to have a little uh, on-air argument. Argies. I just think the lighting <laughs> looks crazy. So where you're, what, what Liz is referring to here is the uh, ostrich feather. It's not thing. just that. It's the lighting is off. But people always say about photo. You never. I, I, here's the thing. These photos were taken by a professional reto- photographer who, no doubt, photographer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who no doubt fucked with like the gamma and shit to make people Sorry, look fucked with what the gamma okay you know what I'm talking about uh, to fu- fuck with all that stuff and like retouch these photos on purpose not for any nefarious reason but to like you know make people look less shitty 
I mean, the light. So I was I was a little perturbed by the light above Ghislaine's head myself when when this photo first emerged. But that's just because ostrich feathers are doing some weird shit with the sun. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I'm just saying that uh, the first time I saw them, I thought that they looked a little strange. Now, it seems like the second one, the one with Fergie and Andrew, that's clearly like, you know, there's probably some professional lighting there happening there. It's set up. There's a little bit of a set, et cetera, et cetera. It's posed. But the one with Harvey and Jeffrey and Ghislaine um, feels more like party happening. Yeah. We were just talking. Oops, you caught me. Yeah. Kind of situation. And it just, it the lighting looks strange. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Well, so here's the only reason I can think of why they would, would put together a fake photo. Because in the future, they could say that because there's one fake photo, that perhaps those really aren't Prince Andrew's fingers uh, tightly clutching the uh, waist of 17-year-old Virginia Jeffrey. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that is a distinct possibility. So, I don't know. I got, yeah, let's keep our eyes wide open mm-hmm. on these photos. Absolutely. But that's not the only Ghislaine news, Brace. No, 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 no. So, this is the big story. Mm-hmm. Ghislaine's, Ghislaine's comment out. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any clever to say. Uh Oh, I don't like it. Uh, the fingers in the photo okay, just were stop, fake. Stop, okay, stop. so Ghislaine Maxwell's quote set to come out of hiding and speak to the FBI about her connection to pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, ding 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 ding. Siren, siren, siren. There has siren. been a rash Ay-wee. of articles about Ghislaine's uh, imminent return to public life. Yes. She is said to be ready to speak out and defend herself and Prince Andrew. Yeah, in fact, she was saying that that photo, there might be something a little funny about it. That photo, of course, I'm referring to is the photo of Prince Andrew and 17-year-old Virginia Jeffrey, who he had sex with three times. Uh, So a source told The Sun, Ghislaine is preparing to speak, whether by talking to the FBI or giving a statement to the media. She has to defend herself. She has no option. She will have to address this guilt by association. Now, uh, hey, newsflash, memo to source of the sun, friend mm-hmm. of Ghislaine. I got some media Ghislaine should talk to. Yeah. Talk to us. We'll talk to you. Yeah. Oh, I, Ghislaine. <laughs> Ghislaine, baby. If you're listening, and I know you are, I will talk to you with such fervor and passion that you will literally never breathe another breath. But yeah, so Ghislaine's people are per- pretty much like for- like putting forward that she might come out, right? Yeah, that's what it seems like. I can only hope and pray that she does a kind of 60-minute style God, Andrew please. interview. Um, but she seems, uh, unfortunately, she's much more calculating and clever and she knows charming. She doing, absolutely. Than, you know, sweaty Prince Andrew. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that if she were to do any kind of sit down or any kind of actual media appearance that we would get any kind of uncharacteristic flubs or mistakes out of Miss Gillian Maxwell. No, absolutely. And this thing will be entirely managed. Yeah. So um, it's... Pretty crazy. It also seems to be the case, or as the tabloids are saying, that Gillian and Andrew have been in constant contact, which, mm-hmm. as we've mentioned on the pod before, we have also heard from our own 
sources. Yeah. My sauces that Gillian has been in great con- in contact with the authorities. I mean, that is pretty much like universally said, I think at this point that like Gillian is definitely in contact with the FBI at least. Um, and that they know where she is at all times. Yes. So that brings us to the topic at hand. And we have to apologize because we've gone a bit long when we were ranting about all these other things that we wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. But we are talking about Miss Gillian Maxwell and all of this is begging question, Brace. Yeah. Who is Gillian Maxwell? So funny you asked. Ghislaine Noel Marion Maxwell. Well, she is a complicated figure, to mm. say the least. So she was born on December 25th of 1961 in a little place called... I'm going to need some help with this, Liz. You're a girl, so you can speak French naturally. What is this next one? Maison Lafitte. Oh, that was so good. My God. Maison Lafitte, France. <laughs> Which is a small town in France known for its horse track. Now, I noted that this is a possible symbolistic connection relating to her friendship with Chelsea Clinton, a woman who looks like a horse. (laughs) I don't know about that. She is the ninth and youngest child of Robert Maxwell. Yeah, so there's a lot of siblings. We've talked about a lot of them Mm -hmm. already on the podcast. Yeah, a lot of them are losers, which much Mm. respect. Some of them are very successful. Yeah, I feel like most large families with like very large patriarchs mm-hmm. literally insanely large patriarch oh i mean in that this like case. literally gigantically fat man yeah robert maxwell <laughs> um that the like fail son quota is always kind of like out of balance absolutely like yeah. when you look at like the trump family yeah i mean incredible also incredible. um huckabees yes the, the huckabees have their large own large adult sons. yeah yeah mm-hmm. wow well, so this is this. We've got a good amount of daughters here. Actually, have been more successful, but she is the ninth That's and youngest. Right. And and Robert Maxwell, we are going to do a, a quite a bit on Robert Maxwell in another episode. But for now, let it be known that Robert Maxwell was a refugee from what later became Czechoslovakia, or what was Czechoslovakia, what later became the Czech Republic. It is now strangely named Czechia. Uh, That's a terrible name. Horrible. No one's going to call you that, guys. Uh, He moved to Britain where he joined the British Army uh, at, like, I think age 18. World War II, fought in World War II, possibly executed a German officer uh, who was unarmed, which much respect. Uh, And then after the war, made a bunch of money getting translated German scientific materials into English, selling those, eventually grew a publishing empire, the Mirror Group, owned the New York Daily News, etc., uh, but was also doing a little bit of, you know, you know how hard it is in media. He was doing like most of you media types do. He was working for the Israeli government. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he was spying for Israel. Not just Israel. He was spying for a lot of people, by the way. Yeah, he was working all angles. Uh-huh. And hitting but, it from all sides. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the <laughs> thing with Robert Maxwell is is he served very well his purpose, or one of his purposes, as the sort of Israeli conduit to the Eastern Bloc. So he was fucking smoking doinks with Marcus Wolf. He was hanging out with Gorbachev, doing a little boogity blow. Uh, and he was actually even rumored to be involved in the 1991 unfortunately failed coup in the former Soviet Union, where the communists tried to get back. Well, hardliner communists tried to get back. Mm. None of them were really, at that point, Maoism was. Anyways, yeah. uh, so <laughs> Maoism was really supplanted it. Uh so he was he was 
uh, looting the treasury from from his company. His company. Yeah. So he was actually. Uh, well, and this is important when we get into talking about Ghislaine. Yeah, is that? Uh, but he he had was being investigated. Yeah, at the moment of his untimely demise. It, yes, for looting the pensions of his own uh, company, correct? To the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars. Possibly tried to extort Israel, who allegedly, possibly threw him off a boat and into the ocean to die. Yeah, no. So he fell off. Uh, his his yacht. yacht. The Lady Ghislaine. Yeah. And we should mention that, or we have mentioned, but again, we're dealing with a very large man. Huge man. Center of gravity. Quite low. Yeah. So to tip it over, mm-hmm. much easier. Yeah. Because you're, cause you're, you're, you're pushing from a higher, right? So, so, that, so the angle that you'd have to kind of hit it at to lift that low center of gravity mm-hmm. over... The edge of, you know... The bow. Exactly. The bow of a... Uh, vessel. Mm, sea vessel. <laughs> I don't know Much- how large the yacht was. Could be a ship, could be a boat. Well, we've got photos. But, uh... So that's going to be a much easier... Kind Push. of tipping point, if you will. Mm-hmm. Than kind of, say... A man carrying such weight at a low center. Yes. Falling out of his own... Volition. You seem to have thought about this. Quite I have, you know, I have graphs I could show you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Diagrams. So, so we'll get to more on that later. Ghislaine's reaction to that, but like, let's go back to Ghislaine's early life. Yes. So she spent most of her time at a place called because her father, at this point, the point she was born, was a very rich man, and he owned a little. Uh, what are those things that British people always live in? Mansion. <laughs> he owned a mansion called Headington Hill. Mm, terrible name. In Ox, uh, yeah, it was at Oxford, fifty-three room mansion, which she would be in a fifty-something room mansion a lot later in her life as well. Uh, she went to Headington School, which was a private all-girls school, where I'm sure she was traumatized in various ways, like all of them are in Britain, uh, you know. And uh, then she went to Marlborough College, which is actually a high school, another private high school. And then Balliol College at the University of Oxford. Guess who else went to the University of Oxford? Mm. Like, I love tons of pieces of shit. But Chelsea Clinton is who I'm talking about here. Oh, yes. Um, Her father put her in charge of a football team in Oxford. Just as one does. Yeah, Oxford United. Girls can game, too. (laughs) We should say that it's widely reported Mm -hmm. that... Gillian was Robert's favorite daughter. Absolutely. He'd bounce her on her knee all the time, right? Mm-hmm. They were very, very close in ways. And also, the the oldest daughter, the oldest Maxwell daughter, and I'm forgetting her name. She never comes up because she's changed her name and was like living basically under a different identity. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's her husband's name, I'm assuming. Yeah. But she is like nothing to do with the family. Yeah. But she and the sons and and everyone else had, like, very contentious relationships with Robert. Yes. That he was, there's rumors of violence. You know how these men are. Screaming. He he horribly mistreated his wife. Yes. There's, I mean, there's definitely uh, rumors about domestic violence situations. Absolutely. Beatings. uh, The way that they would, he would, like school his kids and discipline his kids very extreme but that Gillian oh but what I mean is that the eldest daughter is quite estranged Mm. and from the entire family and Gillian was the youngest yeah and the like 
prized possession of Mr. Robert Maxwell. Yeah, we have a quote here. In his biography of the tycoon, uh, in his biography of the tycoon, Maxwell, the rise and fall of Robert Maxwell and his empire, Greenslade recalls one evening in particular when he was sitting in his office with Maxwell and the daredevil teenager wandered in. He says Maxwell gave his daughter a scolding for always taking risks, doing stupid, dangerous things, after she had a near-fatal accident after diving off a boat. <laughs> she was quite, quite clever at dealing with him, Greenslade explains, adding that she always spoke sweetly to her father in ways that he found difficult to challenge. Mm. After Ghislaine left, Greenslade says Maxwell turned to him with a sense of pride in his voice. She's like me. As the daughter of a father, mm-hmm. I should say that you learn little tricks when you're a young kid. Uh-huh. And they stay with you, don't they? <laughs> they do. They very much do. Yes. <laughs> so she, she, I, I should be clear here. Ghislaine has pretty much done nothing on her own of any note that involved business. Like, she never became her own tycoon. No, she's just a socialite, like, nobody. But her dad set her up with some companies. After she graduated from Oxford, I mean, she was, well, there's two parts to this, basically. But she was a party girl, but also sort of in charge of basically fake companies. Yes. Our father set her up with a company called Maxwell Corporate Gifts, which I have been very hard-pressed to find information (laughs) on. The most I can find is descriptions of it as a corporate gift. I assume it's like fruit bouquets. Yeah, these are all shell companies for nothing. Exactly. I'm sure nothing just, burgers. Uh, basically a way to give her money probably at a lower tax rate. Absolutely. Uh, various, we'll talk about some more of her companies later. But she was a party girl after Oxford, right? Yeah, I mean, I would be. Yeah, you were. <laughs> uh, she was always, she, she was a huge fixture on the party scene. And she started the Kit Kat Club. Now, not the original Kit Kat Club, which I'm sure many of our members are very familiar with, but a new all-women's Kit Kat Club. I found their website, actually. Did you really? Well, their website technically still exists, but there's nothing on it. Mm. I found a internet archive copy of their website, and it was like a month-long activities calendar. Bunch of fucking boring assholes speaking. It's basically like The Wing. Yeah, no, it actually really is exactly like The Wing. Yeah, it's just a social club for lady, for rich ladies. For rich ladies, yeah. Um, um shout way, out to the wing. You suck. Yeah, sorry. Uh I didn't call you back, babe. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh her dad though was trying to set her up with a mate. A mate. Um Oh, that's right. This is very funny. Yes. So, I love this little detail. I know, you do. Um uh, <laughs> So, Robert really wanted Gillian to marry mm-hmm. drumroll. <laughs> John John Kennedy. John John Kennedy? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened to him? Well, he, you know, but... <laughs> and who broke that story? <laughs> Larry Salona. That's true. But I just think that's hilarious. One, because, first of all, who wouldn't want to set up their daughter with... I know, like, JFK this is Jr. a notable fact. I mean, like, the most handsome man of the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, Robert, I get it. Yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about the QAnon connection here. Yes. So the QAnoniacs, Liz's, <laughs> Liz's other podcast, <laughs> which is she does under the name The Prane Medicus. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the QAnon people think that, that John John, JFK Jr., is actually Q, right? Mm. Yes. 
so or in, it's either Trump or it's John. Yeah, Kennedy, yeah, it like could Jr. be one. Yeah, so in a, like in a in like the universe next to ours, like you know, in the vast panoply of universes, right. where the universe next to ours, then this is like the John Q-niverse. John did survive or whatever. <laughs> Galen is his wife. Yeah, wild. Which wild? Oh my god! By the way, Galen like that is a, such that is so like upsetting to think about because Carolyn Bassett is like angel. Mm-hmm. Angel who walks among just horrible, horrible demon spawn in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, and the idea of Ghislaine pulling Ugh. the beautiful. Impossible. John John into this terrible world of espionage. <laughs> no, I, I can't keep a straight face when I t- talk about a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> not being in a world of, of espionage and mob activity. Yes. I, well, here's the thing is that Ghislaine is an aggressive three. What do you mean? Like she's an aggressively a three. Oh, like one to 10. Yeah. Like hard. You know, okay. So I definitely three. think that except mm-hmm. she looked good in like the late, Drawing some breath in here. In the like mid nineties. I got to do the Wim Hof breathing when to get she, through this. <laughs> when she's got long hair in that photo yeah. with with Robert, with Even her hair like of her. big. Yeah, she looks good. She's got a young face. Mm-hmm. She looks nice. She grew old quick. Well, she didn't have enough adrenochrome apparently. Yeah, I know. You gotta get that that JP Morgan shit's gotta get <laughs> unfounded. Uh, yeah. So she um. She, I will say though, for being like a party girl loser freak, she did do learn how to do a lot. I mean, she became a helicopter pilot. She learned how to pilot. Okay, wait, a fucking, we need to. Yeah, we need yeah. to pause on this for a second. Okay, she's a helicopter pilot. Yes, and she knows how to pilot a submarine. Yeah, the submarine part does give me a little pause. The there. helicopter part doesn't. No, because uh, <laughs> if you're in the Epstein Nexus and you're a woman, you are halfway to becoming an aviatrix already. I learned that word. I like aviatrix. That. that is a female aviator. Uh, it's very sexy. It's insanely sexy. <laughs> uh, it brings to mind a woman with Russian accent and leathers. I know. I like it. Uh, so she, I mean, she's going, to, the, the, the word on the street is that she, like I've read this from several sources, that she learned how to become a helicopter pilot uh, basically so that she didn't have to record who came to Epstein's house with her in the helicopter. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, Ghislaine, like all gals, <laughs> is looking for love, right? And it's hard for somebody with such a face. Well, and a patriarch looming yes. over. He was exactly. very protective. Extremely protective. Didn't, did not like any of the boys that she brought home. No. And there was one in particular, though, that she really hung her shingle on, so to speak. Mm. Uh his name, and I'm sorry, our Italiano friends, please forgive me. <laughs> she she dated one Count Gianfranco Sigona Mazon. Oh my God, brace. Count Gianfranco Sigona Mazon. Mazon. So he is he's actually Chicona. not he's only Chicona. Chicona. Gianfranco Chicona Mazon. Gianfranco Chicona Mazon. I don't he, know. Uh, well, I mean, it's fine. I should look at his passport. I'm not Italian. From the Knights of Malta. <gasps> what? Yeah. So uh, our friend the Count, a little about his background first. His grandfather was a man named Giuseppe Volpi di Miserati, who was the governor of a little place called North 
Africa. Now, why would an Italian be the governor of North Africa? What do you mean, governor of North Africa? Well, when, in the 1930s, there was a, a country called Italy back then, too, mm. as well. Except it was ruled by a guy named Mussolini. Ah, Mussolini. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. Uh, Mussolini, of Bit course, of a rough time. Uh, was in charge of North Africa. Well, yeah, he owned North Africa. And right. A little bit of a imperialist there. Uh, certainly had his claws in Africa for as long as he could. Kind of got wiped out pretty quickly there. Yeah. Uh, and he placed uh, Giuseppe Volpi di Maserati, who is also known as Italy's uh, Henry Ford. <laughs> Um, he, uh, his father was of the opinion that Italy should not just stop at invading Albania when they invaded little teeny Albania and kicked out King Zog and paved the way for, uh, our good friend Enver Hoxha in the future. Mm. So actually maybe thank you. Uh, <laughs> but in fact, march towards Anatolia and Anatolia, my good friends means Turkey. Uh, he was the head of Italy's largest business group at the time, which was in 1938. So this guy is an inveterate imperialist, a close collaborator to the Mussolini government, and, of course, an ur-capitalist. Uh, his grandson, though, is sweet little Gianfranco Chigon Amazon. He is a very different man. He is not part of any weird organization like the fascists. He's part of the Knights of Malta. <laughs> so can we... Uh Pill our listeners a little bit on the Knights of Malta. So I, there, are, we could pill our listeners for several hours on the Knights of Malta. <laughs> so the Knights of Malta are a sovereign knight order of knights on the island of Malta. It is not, by the way, the Maltese government. It is like think of it like the Vatican, except it doesn't have its own state. Okay, they're they're based off of Malta when the when the when the knights went there way back when. Now there are a lot of conspiracy theories, which of course we here never believe. Uh, involving them. But one thing is absolutely a fact. They have their own passports. And these passports aren't like decorative passports, like the passports you can buy for Sealand or anything like that. These passports work in 108 countries. What? Yes. That's pretty weird, right? Mm-hmm. That this just random group of people in the fucking post-Westphalian order have uh, passports yeah, that they can I don't. use. Like... They're citizens of a regular country for a country that literally doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have passports, but they have ambassadors. And the ambassador to Kenya for the Knights of Malta was one Count Shigona Mazon. Really? Indeed he was. Ghislaine's boyfriend. Ghislaine's boyfriend. For a long time now, for by a the long way. Time, long yeah. time boyfriend. Long time boyfriend. Her like main love of her life before Jeffrey Epstein. Another little thing about him, and this is after, to be fair, this is after he and Ghislaine broke up. But now, are you familiar with the proud country of Equatorial Guinea? Uh, not as much as I'd like to be. So uh, there was, in 2004, it's a small country in Western Africa. Uh, it's next to Cameroon, I believe. Uh, it's not uh, in the news much. It's had a. It was owned by the Portuguese. Uh, there was a colonial movement there. Uh, the communists got wiped out, and sort of this like right wing general has been basically ruling it ever since. Well, it was another coup. Whatever. Anyways, it's run by a general, right? Mm-hmm. And in two thousand four, uh, a man named Simon Mann. Which I know that is a confusing sentence. A fella. Let me just say. <laughs> actually, let me say this: a mercenary piece of shit. 
<laughs> named Simon Mann. Great name, though. And 64 uh, other mercenaries. In fact, South African... Boy, I even did in the accent. You did! South African... <laughs> South African... Uh, mercenaries from notorious and I mean notorious South African apartheid area death squads yeah, yeah, yeah. were caught in Zimbabwe with cargo planes 74 I think 740,000 rounds of ammunition 20 machine guns like 70 AK-47s a bunch of grenades RPGs and uh, they were headed to Equatorial Guinea. Now, it turns out that they were going to overthrow the government of Equatorial Guinea and put in an opposition figure who was, let's say, very friendly to certain businessmen. Mm. Uh, now, this businessman kind of became revealed. So uh, Simon Mann was arrested. All these guys were arrested. He was put in jail in Zimbabwe and I think later actually in Equatorial Guinea. I think he became president with the, the president of, or excuse me, I think he became friends with the president of Equatorial Guinea because he received a presidential pardon there mm. and now is like back on the talks he talks at oxford he's an eaton grad he taught eton how do you eaton. say it eaton he went to he, he goes to eaton and talks of course he's a graduate from there uh but he was financed by famously one mark thatcher the son of margaret thatcher who <laughs> for a second herself, there i thought you were saying margaret thatcher wrong yeah mark <laughs> who's this mark the former male pm of england uh, no, Mark Thatcher, the son of the late and dearly, thank God, departed Margaret Thatcher, who herself is said to have given the, uh, Go the okay to this and, in fact, suggested that their next target be Venezuela. Hmm. So it comes out that Mark Thatcher was involved in this. And this whole thing called the Wonga List appears. And guess whose name is connected as a financier of the coup? That would be Ghislaine Maxwell's ex-boyfriend, the Knight of Malta, Count Gianfranco Chagona Mazon. Okay, so pull back for a second. You're telling me yeah. that Ghislaine Maxwell, mm -hmm. the prized favorite daughter of global slash Israeli super spy Robert Maxwell, yep. who died mysteriously... As he when he fell into the drink. Wait, where do you hear about how the count died? By the way, <laughs> uh, that his daughter, the great love of her young life, uh -huh. was the grandson of a Italian fascist leader, mm -hmm. who later then financed an attempted British coup orchestrated by Margaret Thatcher in Africa. Well, Margaret Thatcher's son, but yeah, I'll give it, yeah, yes, all those details are correct, yes. <laughs> yes, that is true. So, that's crazy, and also, that's a big leap from wanting to date John John Kennedy. Yeah, well, actually, considering John John's relatives, actually not that big of a leap. Uh, oh, they weren't related to... Mussolini, at least. Well, they was related to RFK, who is not exactly... I'm sorry, the woke RFK fucking revisionist history bullshit. Fuck you. Okay, but that's not Mussolini. Saran Saran also possibly innocent. Probably innocent. <laughs> Probably too, yeah. Uh, so guess how the Count died? Well, you know how Robert Maxwell perished by falling off his boat? Mm. Well, Mr... Well, excuse me. 
the Count perished in a very public fiery crash at an air show. Really? In Africa. Oh, yeah. He was a big huh. South African businessman as well. He lived in South Africa, had many businesses there, which any white guy that's fucking around in South Africa. Yeah, oof. Ooh, Don't ooh, trust ooh, him. Ooh, do not trust Especially one that is mm-hmm. this close of links to the former intelligence service death squad members. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he died you, in a plane crash. Now, Detective Brace, mm-hmm. reporter Brace. Yep. Do you think... Do you have any suspicion that perhaps some foul play was afoot? So there is one famous uh, historical parallel I can draw. Mm. To the hero, General Lin Biao, <laughs> who could have saved China from dengist revisionism, mm. but perished in a mysterious plane crash when he was forced to flee for his life. Uh, I think possibly the same thing can happen, except uh, this guy's bad. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The, the things don't just happen in this world of no, these people. No, a little cosmic handshake, as no. they say. So, yeah, that is, unfortunately, listeners, just the beginning of Dear Ghislaine's. I know. We went long on all our rants in the beginning that we have actually so much more to yeah. talk about. So we're going to get into more of it on the Patreon episode for this week. Mm-hmm. But that's just a little taste of the life and insane, perhaps non-death, of Gillian Maxwell. Yes. So, for thank you for joining us in this episode of Everything You Wanted to Know About Gillian Maxwell Was Too Afraid to Ask a Hard Three <laughs> About. Uh, and we shall see you. Hold on, Bryce, stop! Don't finish that sentence! This is you from the future with a message that you forgot to record. This is so stupid. Liz, don't embarrass me like this in front of my past self. We are going, guys, I am so excited. We are going to Zebulon. And you think I'm kidding because I'm from the future and that's what everything's called there, but it's true. Liz, what are we doing? People like your voice more than like mine. Tell, tell the people. So we're so excited to announce we have... Uh, not one, but two live shows coming up, mm-hmm. January 25th and 26th in the belly of the beast, Los Angeles, California. Yes. Holly Weird, mm-hmm. uh, my former home. Yep. It'll be a real homecoming. Uh, we're so excited. Two shows, Saturday, Sunday, 25th, 26th at Zebulon, which is in Silver Lake in California, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, California. Um, And it's going to be True Anon Live, an investigation into the death of Jeffrey Epstein. And let me be clear. This is not a live podcast where we're going to be four chums sitting on stools talking about anything. I don't know. I don't listen to podcasts. I only watch documentaries. Uh, But this is a live investigation with live ammo. Like we are. I shouldn't say that. But whatever. I can play off as a joke. Uh, we are doing something. We're literally going to solve the case for you. And because we're going to L.A., we have the red dot sighted on our enemies in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be. got some scores to settle, right? Yes, yes. We're going to be coming for all you sickos and all your sicko bosses. Uh-huh. 
I'm also going to have sex with Perez Hilton. <laughs> what year is it, Bryce? Was that the woman, right? Oh, my That's oh, Paris Hilton. I'm going to have sex with Paris Hilton. No, no, you can't take it back. You can't take it back. It's the first I'll have one. I sex with both of them. I don't care. Okay. I got to make it in the big city. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the past or the future, whatever okay. this bit well, this is. is. Oh, goodbye. I'm going, by the way, Boris Johnson won. <laughs> Thank you for joining on this episode of everything you wanted to know about Ghislaine Maxwell, but we're too afraid to ask her because she's fucking ugly as shit and also a pedophile. <laughs> this has been myself, the Count Giuseppe Volcini Pedophilia, <laughs> Brace Belden, Brace Beldinki. I'm joined by Mistress. I'm Liz. And we are here once again. Well, I'm guy. That you accent's getting French. a little weird. No, nah, it wasn't French, but we'll just ignore that. Oh, we are here with my good <laughs> friend Young Chomsky. No, I can't do that. We are here with our producer Young Chomsky. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna keep going. So we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Ciao. No. <laughs> <laughs>